Good morning. We're going to go ahead and call to order the Las Vegas Valley Water District uh, Board of Directors and the Big Bend Board of Directors and the Cuyahoga Canyon Water District Board of Trustees uh, to order on December 5th, 2023 at 9 a.m. We'll first start with the invocation and the Pledge of Allegiance. And the invocation this morning will be by Chaplain Victoria Campe uh, from Messages of Faith Ministry. And then we'll follow with the pledge. For those who wish to bow their head and join in prayer, I pray. Almighty God, I come before you this day and ask for blessings upon the Las Vegas Valley Water District and the Board of Clark County Commissioners. During this time of the holiday season and good tidings and hope, I pray for good health, healing, and prosperity among the citizens of our great state, nation, and people. I pray you feed our leaders here today on your wisdom and your understanding for their good and for the good of all those whom they serve. I pray you grant one and all peace and joy throughout the year. Thank you, Lord. Amen. This is the first time set aside for any public comments um, for any agenda items. So if you'd like to speak on any agenda items regarding the Las Vegas Valley Water District, please come forward and state and spell your name for the record. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Ed Euling, U-E-H-L-I-N-G. And I'm, I want to speak about item number nine. Just... This is just so incredible. Uh, as one who's participated in at least 100 real estate transactions, this uh, transaction is so unbelievable. The, uh, on one hand, you go after the, all your clients, all the customers of this agency, with a hockey stick. All sorts of penalties and other problems. On the other hand, you give $21.5 million to someone who you don't even tell the size of the property. You don't even put the address of the property. You have no uh, comparable sales of properties. You have no, uh, no uh, um, uh, what's that called when, when they evaluate a property? <laughs> President Trump is going through all sorts of hell because uh, he exaggerates the value of his property. You have no idea of how, how much this property is worth. You have no appraisal on this property. And, uh, and you should be extra careful about this situation. These are, uh, this, is, uh, this is a blue blood corporation in this city. The, uh, what's the name of it? The, um, oh, the, the, the family. The Taberti family uh, uh, is, uh, is the beneficiary here. This opens up all sorts of opportunities for kickbacks, for uh, corruption, and you just sit around and, okay, uh, you, you 
And the and, uh, customer, no, we're going to come after you with a hockey stick to pay the $5 or $500 fine. But here, oh, Mr. DeBerti, oh, you want $21 million for a piece of property you don't even describe? No problem. We'll do it. That's what, that was what was done with the headquarters of this agency about 10 years ago. And uh, where, where they paid $50 million without any appraisals, without anything. What corruption is going on here? You should be ashamed. And then, and then you have a priest come up here and talk about wisdom and understanding and God. Oh, my. What a case. Thank you. Anyone else wishing to speak during public comment on any items listed on the agenda? Seeing none, I'm going to go ahead. Yep, come on, sir. This, it, this is regarding any public items on the posted agenda. Okay. All right, seeing none, I'm going to go ahead and close the public hearing and turn it back over to Mr. Inswinger. Good morning, Madam President, members of the board. The agenda has been properly noticed and posted and is ready for your approval, along with the minutes of your joint meeting of the Las Vegas Valley Water District Board of Directors and Big Bend Water District Board of Trustees for November 7th, 2023. Okay, I have a motion by Commissioner Gibson to approve uh, the uh, minutes and the agenda. Uh, any discussion? Seeing none, please cast your vote. And that motion passes. Items two through seven comprise your consent agenda and may be taken in one motion if the board so chooses. Okay. Do I have any comments or questions on items two through seven? Seeing none, there's a motion by Commissioner Gibson. Uh, please cast your vote. And that motion passes. Item number eight, ask the Board of Directors to approve a resolution approving the form of the amended and restated SNWA slash LVVWD master bond repayment agreement, authorizing the district officers to execute the agreement and I'll take all necessary actions to effectuate the provisions of the resolution. Uh, as the board is uh, aware, the water district actually sells bonds on behalf of SNWA because of their double barrel credit uh, being able to levy a property tax in the event uh, that ever becomes necessary. So we're, we're updating uh, that current agreement, but are not currently looking at actually selling any additional bonds. Okay. Does anybody have any comments or questions? Yes. Commissioner Sagerblood. Can I just verify this doesn't change the arrangement as far as what bonds can be sold or the, the, the um, sales tax or any of that stuff as far as commitment to bonds? So it doesn't change anything with regard to what bonds are sold. Uh, the quarter cent sales tax revenue that goes for water and wastewater revenues uh, is currently eligible to be used to repay uh, bonds. Uh, what this does is verify that in the event those proceeds are needed to pay off these bonds, uh, that they will be used to, to do so to give additional layer of uh, credit security to the bond rating agencies. So are you saying that currently the quarter cent sales tax could be used, but it's not a guarantee for the bonds? But if we accept this, then it will be mandatorily assigned toward the bonds? It, if it becomes necessary. It's not currently necessary to you know, make that obligation. So, Commissioner Sagerblum, there's still a process where you have to go through a couple of different boards when you go to sell bonds, but this is just clarifying 
for going out to the taxpayers to pay off some of the bonds? Is that correct? That yeah, this, this doesn't is... change anything in terms of this board would have to approve it, SNWA's board would have right. to approve it, Debt, DMC uh, would, would have to approve it. Uh, it it's, it's simply clarifying to the rating agencies uh, what revenue streams will be used under what circumstances. It's just another level of security. No, I understand, but I just, I understand right now is the bond, the court sent sales tax is not used to sell the bonds Whereas I just want to make sure that if we adopt this, it's not going to change that. And so the quarter cent sales tax will be forever assigned as a pro as when they go out for bond ratings, it will be part of what they use to get the bond rating. But, but this is saying, and I don't want to speak for you, Mr. Insmeer, but this is saying everything is going to stay status quo. But in the event that we have trouble paying off those bonds, we can use this money if we go to all the pertinent boards to get that sign off so that we don't have to go out to the taxpayers to pay them off. Is, is that the, 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 the non-lawyer uh, layman's terms? <laughs> it, it in no way changes any revenue right. stream, right? It does not increase a revenue stream. Uh, all it is doing is clarifying that in the event other revenue streams are insufficient to repay the bonds, the core cent sales tax will be used to repay those bonds. But is that a change that this, is this if we adopt this, is that a change in the current status? Yes. Okay. That's my concern is right now the legislature could take that quarter cent sales tax and give it to homeless or something. If we adopt this, then that quarter cent sales tax will be obligated forever. And that's why that's why I just want to clarify that. Okay. Does anybody else have any comments or questions? Seeing none, I'd entertain a motion. I'll make a motion to Okay. I have a motion by Commissioner Gibson to approve item number eight. Uh, any further discussion? Seeing none, please cast your vote. And that motion passes. Item number nine asks the Board of Directors to approve a purchase and sale agreement and joint escrow instructions and authorize the general manager to sign any ministerial documents necessary to effectuate the purchase of real property, Clark County, Nevada, assessor parcel number 139-31-601-004 from Meadowview Associates LLC and Boyd T2 LLC in the amount of $21,250,000. Uh, we did, in fact, have a professional uh, appraisal done uh, prior to entering into negotiations on this property. Uh, that uh, appraisal is available to, to the board or any member of the public, the appraised value of the property came in at $23 million, so the purchase price is nearly $2 million under the appraised value. Uh, the reason the Water District is interested in this property, it's on 10 acres uh, immediately adjacent to our Valley View campus, across Valley View from the Las Vegas uh, Springs Preserve, uh, and there simply isn't any other uh, sizable property uh, that close to our existing facilities uh, to be able to to um, expand our administrative capacities, uh, drill new production wells, uh, and increase uh, access and safety for the Las Vegas Springs Preserve. Okay. Anybody have any questions or comments? Seeing none, I entertain a motion. Number item number nine. I have a motion by Commissioner Jones. Seeing no further discussion, please cast your vote. And that motion passes. 
Item number 10, ask the Board of Directors to award a bid for the supply of diesel fuel to Pilot Thomas Logistics LLC in the amount of $2,552,343 and authorize a contingency of 25% for fluctuations in pricing and volume, contract renewals for four additional one-year terms with the annual price and volumes increase up to 35% per term, and the general manager to sign the purchase agreement. Uh, this was uh, put, put out to bid, so this is the low bid uh, for diesel fuel supplies for our fleet trucks. Okay, does anybody have any comments or questions? If there are none, Madam Chair, I move approval. Okay, I have a motion um, on item number 10. Seeing no further discussion, please cast your vote. And that motion passes. And that concludes your posted agenda. Okay, this is the second time set aside for public comment. Anybody wishing to speak on public comment on any items pertinent to the Las Vegas Valley Water District, please come forward and state and spell your name for the record. Madam Chair, Daniel Braisted, B-R-A-I-S-T-E-D. Daniel, can you please get a little closer to that microphone because I can't hear you, so that means no one else can. I can't hear you. Speak into the microphone. I thought I was on it, okay. Uh, Madam Chair, um, months ago, one of your board members promised to give me a URL on the property tax expenses on the Southern Nevada Water District office in downtown. I've followed up with emails and personal, and I still haven't received it. So he knows who it is, so I'd appreciate that before the end of the year. Thank you. Uh, I'm sorry, what did you ask for? You want what from the property tax? Well, I I was researching whether or not the office complex for the Southern Nevada Water Authority downtown is paying property tax. And uh, this individual came up and he gave me, he was going to give me a URL for it and I didn't have time to write it down. He said he was going to send it to me numerous times. So I'd like okay. to see it. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you. Good morning. Can I get you to pull down that microphone so we could hear you? Thanks. Yes, I'm, my name is Sharon Seeley. I reside at 6475 Darby Avenue. I have lived in Las Vegas for 63 years and my husband for 65 years. In 1977, we purchased a half-acre lot in Section 11. In 1977, we built our family home with a pool and a nice yard for badminton or volleyball. It was our intention to have a home for family and friends to enjoy. As our daughters grew, we had many great times at our home. We knew where they were and that they were safe. When the daughters no longer lived at home, we replaced the backyard with desert landscaping. We have maintained the pool for our grandchildren and family. Again, we had many great times at our home and knew where the grandchildren and their friends were and that they were safe. Now we have a great-granddaughter, and we will continue to maintain the pool for her and our family. With the water restrictions, it is becoming more difficult. My quality of life has been impacted with the threat of excess water charges. Every day I'm concerned about how much water we are using. Our grass in the back and front yards have been replaced with desert landscaping. We have low-water-use washing machines, shower heads, and toilets. We have done everything we can to minimize our water use and still have high water bills. As we drive through our neighborhood, we notice many dead trees and plants. Is this due to water restrictions we have? It is my perception that it is inequitable to be allotted the same water usage as someone on a smaller lot, condo, or townhome. 
One size does not fit all. I am asking for fairness. Thank you for your attention and consideration. And ma'am, no clapping, please. Uh, okay, let me explain the rules, and I know you all don't like them, but there's no clapping because what happens is the minutes become all clapping and even your own uh, items don't get on there. Ma'am, if you could come back down, or you could clarify your address is 6475 Darby Avenue. Okay, thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, thank you for your time, commissioners. Uh, I spoke uh, last meeting. I'd like to take three minutes of your time. I want you to know... I'm actually excited and nervous to be here. Yesterday I was on NPR. Can, can I get uh, you to state your name? Oh yes, I'm sorry. Uh, Norm Schilling, 767 Rossmore Drive. So yesterday I, I did uh, the gardening roundtable on NPR and I think there was like 30,000 listeners. I'm much more nervous talking to the seven of you because it seems so much more important to the future of our valley. And I just wanna talk a little bit about the needs of trees and why the trees in particular, along with other plants are really suffering and with them, the residents of this valley and the, uh, the aesthetic value and beauty of this valley. So trees, as they mature, just like us, we need more water, we need more nutrition, so do they. What they do is they put their roots further afield to gather that rainfall, that's how they've evolved, and so they can pick up more water and more nutrition. When these trees grow in turf, they find this supply of water, they put their roots out. When that turf is taken away, when I say turf, I mean actual grass. When that grass is taken away, unless something is done to, uh, to put the water back, a significant portion thereof, those roots are sucking air. Now, if you have a mesquite, a chalopsis, an acacia, a desert willow, uh, African sumac, these trees are very drought tolerant, and they may actually benefit from the removal of the grass. However, many species, such as ash, mulberry, pistache, some of the real true heritage, majestic giant trees of our value, of our valley, um, they are dependent on that water resource, whether the grass is there or not. The grass also has an additional benefit for those trees, including fruit and citrus trees, in, in cooling the surrounding environment. So these really restrictive rates or punishing punitive rates from the water district and the SNWA are really detrimental to our urban forest and to the people who have over often decades grown these trees and that part of their lives and it's part of the value of their home. Uh, years ago in 2000, I found a little baby Chinese pistache in my backyard. It's a great shade tree. I transplanted it. It was this big. It, it was a, the trunk was about that thick. It's now about 30 feet. It has a trunk about this big. It sits on the west side of my home. When it was this big, it had 10 leaves. It now has tens or hundreds of thousands. Therefore, its water needs have greatly increased. We have to understand that there is a way to transition from where we are to where we want to be. I had the great privilege of speak meeting with Commissioner Naft and Commissioner Sagerbloom to talk about this, and, and they asked, what is the solution? The solution is not punitive punishment from the SNWA and the water district, but rather education. Because I can tell you about what trees do well under what circumstances. They have the opportunity to do so. No, they would rather spend their millions of dollars on advertising. Thank you very much. Sir, can I get you to please state your name again for the record? Norman Schilling. Okay, thank you. Thank you all very much. Uh -huh. Next speaker, please. 
Good morning. My name is Dr. Pete Foley, uh, 4512 Fernbrook Road. Um, I'm a behavioral scientist. Um, I just I find it very distressing when you're smiling and laughing at me. But uh, I'm a behavioral scientist and an innovation and marketing consultant to the Fortune 100. And as such, I really want to call into question your marketing strategy and the millions and millions you spend on communication and attempts at behavioral manipulation. Um, frankly, the adverts that I see two or three times in um, you know, every night's game, or in every commercial break in every night's game, they disrespect both the truth and they disrespect the consumers who you're supposed to be serving. Um, the irony is that you ran a big campaign called Tap the Truth. But when I look at the marketing, it, it doesn't follow the truth. I mean, I will give you one piece of credit, and that is you have changed the claim that 99% of water that goes down the um, drain within a house is saved, and you've now changed it to almost all or mostly. So that's a more honest claim. But the corresponding claim to that is that nearly all water that goes down the drain outside the house isn't recycled. Well, I certainly hope that isn't the case, because if, that, if that's the case, it means we're losing all the rainwater runoff and stuff like that, which we should be recycling. And I know that's not the case, but it's an attempt to mislead in the marketing and to mislead in an attempt to manipulate behavior. Um, Another thing in terms of your communication that really disturbs me, uh, and this comes more on your social media marketing, is this completely false equivalence, which says that um, over the last 20 years, we've managed to reduce water usage while increasing population. And that may well be true. Um, you know, that's fine. But what you've got to remember is what we've done in the last 20 years doesn't necessarily mean we can do it for the next 20. What we've taken is a wet sponge and we've squeezed it and we've got half a pint of water out of that. You can't take that then dry sponge and squeeze it again and get another half pint out. It's totally illogical and it's just an attempt to spin information. So I, I think all of this is wrong. And, and then, I, you know, as always, I'm running out of time, but the other issue I have is you just disrespect the consumer. Um, you're a monopoly and you have an unusual opportunity to do that, but you shouldn't do it. The water police adverts are disgraceful. I mean, you present your customers as criminals. Um, if you weren't a monopoly, you wouldn't be able to do that. You can, but you shouldn't. Um, it, it, it's, it's just bullying, and I, I just think that, that you guys are wrong. You just don't seem to have any respect for your consumer. I mean, even at the last Southern Nevada Water Authority meeting, your CEO down there, he walked out as the uh, public comments were starting. That does not show respect for the people who you're supposed to be serving. Thank so you, thank Mr. You. Thank you, Mr. Foley. But I just want to clarify the record on that. Mr. Insmeer told us at the last agenda item that before the public comment, he needed to catch a plane to Denver because he's in negotiations with the other seven states. So that was stated publicly. So thank you. Lady Next speaker. He, he did state that. Next speaker, please. My name is Mark Craven. I live at 2121 South Cimarron Road. My wife and I have lived in the Las Vegas Valley for over 40 years. And in my opinion, this is a, the most egregious money grab we've experienced in the entire time we have lived here. Save maybe having to make uh, LLC owners pay uh, a uh, business uh, license tax. That's close. But a few minutes ago, we, we did the Pledge of Allegiance. And the last sentence on that is liberty, and justice for all. 
We don't have justice for all right now. The water regulations that are in place have the effect of law. With the effect of law means that they have to be applied equally across all the people who are involved with it. It is not being applied equally. It's egregious and it should be changed. Either don't have it at all or make it apply, uh, applicable to everyone. It, it's uh, subject to the Valley Water District. Just brief comments, that's it. And I spoke briefly in the last one, so I want to try to keep it brief here too. My feeling is it's just not fair. If you need the money, spread it out. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, my name is Robert Casper. I live at 9045 Patina Gym Avenue, Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. Can you tell me what the name of the street again? It's a long one. It's okay. Patina Gym, P-A-T-I-N-A-G-E-M Avenue. I spoke here not last time, the time before. Okay. So, you know, I, I just want to reiterate what's, what was talked about today. And, and the first thing I'll say is why not be a little more proactive? One, the commercials. Why not put on your commercials that what some of us have done to save water? Instructions like one, changing your irrigation system computer that hooks to your iPhone, they have new ones. And talk about that you reimburse half of it. I don't see it on any of the commercials. I see those goofy commercials about water police and going after people. You know, I'm 65 years old. I don't need anybody doing that stuff to us. It's, it's goofy, okay? The second thing. If you're so worried about water, then why are they building so many more additional homes, so many more additional casinos, so many additional places? If you have such a water shortage, why are you permitting that? Why is that going on in this state? And why are you going after people that lived here for many years? It doesn't make sense. I lost three trees on my property. I'll do my part, I was told over the phone, and I'll give you one plus. The department, when I called the first time, it, they were nasty and short with me, and lately they've been nice and more cordial and agreeable about the problem. So I'll give you that. But you need to be more proactive, and you need to get on those commercials and talk about how to save water, not go after people. The last thing, as far as my grass is concerned, read about grass, okay? We live in the desert. You know what grass does? Grass takes the CO2 out of the air, better than trees, look it up. Okay? Grass eliminates the dust. You worried about your lungs? I'm a cancer survivor. You're going to tell me you put AstroTurf down? Read about AstroTurf. Really? And high heat, it emits chemicals. It's not a good thing. It's not. Okay? It's important that we all get together. And people are angry. And you know what we can do about this? We vote. We vote. And we vote people out of office. And I know this is not your fault. Let's be proactive about it. Let's get out there. And, to, and the state, it seems like you're moving along, building more homes in the state on the people that lived there all these years and charging us and fining us for water that we don't supposedly have, but you're more than willing to let casinos be built and more homes be built. If it was a serious problem, none of that would happen. None of it. I ask you again, Let's be proactive again. Get out there, educate the public about saving water. My water bill went from 200 and something dollars a month to $80 a month. I'm losing trees, but I'm more than willing to be proactive. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Next speaker. Diane Henry, 7525 Coley Avenue. 
I'd just like to give you a quick update on my comments from the November 16th SNWA board meeting on the hazards of artificial turf. Besides cities like Boston and parts of the UK and Europe, the city of Millbrae in the San Francisco Bay Area has recently banned the installation of artificial turf and required the removal of existing fake grass by 2028. This is out of concern that its PFAs and other hazardous chemicals are slowly making their way into water supplies. These highly carcinogenic PFAs and forever chemicals are also getting into our food supply, which has been called a ticking time bomb. According to cleanwater.org, these forever chemicals do not naturally break down in the environment, and they've been linked to some forms of cancer, liver problems, and other health concerns. Lawsuits such as the class action suit referenced in agenda item number four today and continued scrutiny by the EPA acknowledge the environmental damage caused by these chemicals. I'd like this board to please be aware of the negative environmental impacts of toxic water runoff from artificial turf and to please understand that your extreme water conservation policies are driving many homeowners to replace their cool and healthy natural grass with toxic turf to the detriment of our trees, wildlife, property values, and our quality of life. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Henry. Next speaker, please. Yes, my name is Ed Uline. First of all, I apologize for not noticing in the uh, uh, introduction to the uh, to the um, item number nine, that there was an appraisal done. No mention of the appraisal was in the background information. No uh, comparable sales, no, no uh, indication of how much the appraisal was set, uh, was set for. That sort of information would be useful. Either that or include the, uh, make available the, uh, the appraisal that was done. Now, uh, one issue. Uh, the, uh, the clapping, um, th there's a double standard of clapping here. If the, uh, if the audience decides they want to clap, no, that's forbidden. But if the board wants the audience to clap, yes, we'll, we, uh, we want that. In the next meeting, there'll be several opportunities for that. And for sure, uh, the, uh, the board is going to be uh, uh, provoking people to clap for uh, the, uh, the introductions that are made during that meeting. Uh, there's no, uh, we're not trained dogs, uh, so w why are you uh, enforcing this sort of rule on the, on the public? Uh, as, as far, uh, uh, one other item, uh, I, I wanted to note that the new system of, being, of advising people when they have a leak is very well done and very valuable. Uh, 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 I, I receive notices immediately when, uh, when the toilet starts leaking. And uh, I think that's great uh, because uh, we, uh, we really aren't interested in wasting water and we want to see things fixed. And some of these things we're not aware of and those notices are, are very valuable. Um, 
the, the, uh, the basic issue here is that we need more supply of water. We're in the middle of the desert. We're competing. We're $2.5 million of people competing with 400,000 cows down in the Imperial Valley, which receives 3 million acre feet, six, five times, six times our, no, 10 times our allocation here in Southern Nevada. And there's really, this is a human problem. Why can't you solve a human problem? There's, there's a river flowing 20 miles from here. We're the only city on that entire 1,400-mile uh, river. And uh, we, uh, we if people put their brains together, they could figure out how to make exchanges and make much more water available for for uh, Southern Nevada and the people of, uh, of the United States. Thank you. Next speaker. Good morning, commissioners. I am Bridget Salvi. I live at 7030 North Conquistador. However, today I'm representing my 84-year-old sister-in-law. She lives at 3654 Anthony Drive in zip code 89121. Is I find it unnecessary that the water district would have to know the personal lifestyle changes that my sister-in-law has endured in the last five years. But she's been receiving phone calls on her personal cell phone, mail, and emails from the water district telling her that she's got a serious water problem. In 2018, they had an underground sewage break in their house system. So they turned off all the water to the outside and the backyard completely died for multiple reasons, but that was the primary. So for all these years, my brother and her have had the system turned off. Everything in the backyard died. My brother died last year, September. And after his death, my sister-in-law requested me, because I'm her primary caregiver, financial house manager, pretty much everything person, only family member in town. And she said to me, Bridget, I'd really like my backyard back. I'd like my rose bushes. I'd like some grass in my backyard for my two dogs and my cat. Can you help me? So we hired a professional landscaper, had everything done brand new, brand new irrigation, new valves, new emitters, everything. And in the front yard, she only has one pine tree that has hit maturity. And so in the front yard, which there's nothing except for some small bushes, everything had been taken out in prior years, we also planted a Virginia oak, a southern live oak in anticipation that this very mature pine tree is gonna come down, so let's give her another one to start. And it's well spaced, and it was well thought out. Norm Schilling and I have got a long friendship, and he and I completely agree. Mature trees do require mature water, is, or more water as they grow, and you all know that. But I'm furious, even after trying to reach the water district and being stuck in the phone queue, not able to talk to somebody, to help them understand she's not in violation. We have a professional waterman that comes and checks her irrigation. I had him check it again. I am headed there today to check the inside to make sure her toilet flappers and nothing there is faulting, which it hadn't been last week. So this is a problem that is happening to my family extended, and there needs to be resolution. She's in her senior years, and this is her home, and it's a small area of grass, and lay off. And to change hats 
in the district of Commissioner Ross Miller, someone please help these property owners that maintenance their swimming pools in the rural area that have wells and then are told by Water District and SNWA they can't fill their wells with a water purveyor. They have to use their own well. Now I've asked for help for this in prior months and received nothing. Please give that some attention and help these people to be able to fill their pools back after a simple maintenance. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker, please. My name is Tom Reynolds, 2740 Mann Street, Las Vegas. It's sir, sir, is that M-A-N-N? M-A-N-N, M-A-N-N, yes. Okay. It's in Section 11, the Rural Preservation Area. I've lived there since in the 90s. Uh, my wife and I moved here in 70. Um, when we moved into the, our current location, we wanted to do all desert landscaping. We spent a lot of time at the desert demonstration gardens, found out what kind of plants we should be putting in. I have mesquite, I have Palo Verde, I have African sumac. I do have a small area of grass, but it's buffalo grass. If you're familiar with buffalo grass, that's the way to go. Anyway, uh, when I get my bill from the water company anymore, well, one more thing. Thanks to Bob Morris, who we hired to come out and do a walkthrough to conserve water, he recommended that I put in drip line, net a firm drip line. I put in about 2,000 foot of a half inch line all throughout our property, and it made a big difference in my water usage. However, I look at the bills that I get now and the graft on the bill that I receive, I'm using half of the amount of water and my bills are twice as high. I, I can't figure that out. Anyway, I will quit rattling on. I just want to say there seems to be a big loss of common sense and logic in the decisions that are made regarding our water usage and the laws that are being passed on us. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Next speaker, please. Hi, uh, Peter Fada with uh, 2000 Diamond Bar, uh, Las Vegas, the Buffalo Neighborhood Coalition. Uh, I'm here talking for all the neighbors at Buffalo Neighborhood. Can, so you, can you spell your street name for me? Diamond Bar. Oh, Diamond Bar. Okay. Um, uh, first point, we vote. And we're looking at what you folks are voting on and what you folks are making decisions on. Second point, I've been watching you people today. Thank you for watching me. But, Mr. Jones, it appears you're really tired because you're either very sleepy because your eyes have been closed. Sir, can I meeting. get you, sir? Can I get you to address the comments to the board, to me? Well, I am. You're working for oh, us, and okay. you're sleeping, and you're ignoring half these people who have been talking. Half of you have been looking down at your laps and your lap cell phones during these conversations. Getting back to the points, you're using a stick versus carrot approach on people making changes with their water use. You're using the new developments and having the people that have been living here for decades paying for that by, using, uh, by punishing them to pay for new developments, stop the new developments. This city cannot expand forever. If there's a water problem, stop the new developments. Um, unintended consequences. You're punishing fees for high water use, has people changing their yards, the change 
to convert yards has gone up almost three times. I was quoted a few years ago, $50,000 to change my yard, half acre. The latest quote was $150,000. And you're paying maybe $10,000 worth of uh, uh, bonuses for us to change that property. You have a, over a billion dollars in the bank. Make that money, make the change. Don't make us pay for your failures. Thank you very much. Thank you. Next speaker, please. Mara Maservi, and I live at 2718 Mason Avenue, and my son Joseph Maservi wanted me to come and speak today. He lives at 3444 Lace Bark Pine Street, and I don't know the area code, or zip code, sorry. Um, I mostly wanted to come up so that I could applaud the people that are speaking, and we don't mean to be mean to you, but we really feel squeezed, and just like that one gentleman said. It, we, all of us, I've never spoken to one person, and I have been born and raised here, who wasn't worried about Las Vegas water and wanting us to, to improvise and, and utilize and be careful, and there's so many things you guys have done right. Isn't it wonderful that when we pour water down the tub or down the toilet, it's saved? That's just wonderful. But now, and I'm, I'm a real Democrat, and I really love regulation and control, but I don't like this. I, I told my husband, this is too much. This is too much. This doesn't work for me anymore. And so I had to say, no more. Please, no more. My son um, just gave, they, his wife just gave birth to their fifth, fourth and fifth child, living children. Um, they lost one to cancer, um, and they were twins, and what a, what a blessing. And he doesn't have a swimming pool, and I've spoken about him before, but and that family of seven gets hit with high excess water usage. And the youngest is three months, the twins, but the oldest is 10. I can just wait for him when they're teenagers. This is too much regulation. It doesn't feel good, and that's what we're telling you. And we all want to clap for each other every time and say that. It's too much now. Please scale it back. Please find a way to scale this back. Thank you. Thank you. Please, no clapping. Thank you. Next speaker. Uh, Marty Partridge. That's Marty with an I. 8037 Echo Cliff Lane. I'm sorry, ma'am. Could you state your street again for me? 8037 Echo Cliff Lane. Okay, thank you. Um, I was born and raised here, and I'm seeing a lot of signs here for water fairness, and it seems like that is a lot of what the issue is with this. We have redone our front yard. We're happy to try to make things better, but it took us, even with the water district's refund, over $18,000 to change it. We could have paid water bills forever with that money, but we're trying to participate. And I'm wondering why, to be maybe a little bit more fair, there isn't a better rebate for people, because what you're seeing now is so many people go, well, we can at least put down rocks and get rid of our trees, and it just ruins the environment. Um, the other thing is that then on Sunday mornings, I read the review journal, the real estate section, and they are touting these homes, in particular over in Henderson, but elsewhere, with pools that are bigger than my half-acre lot, 
and they have a pool over here, then there's actually a second pool over here, and then some of the water runs through the house. And I don't understand the fairness of that. And it seems like if you would truly make the rates appropriate for the people that really, really are wasting and using water versus the majority, they're just trying to keep a decent front yard and shower occasionally. Secondly, I will give a suggestion. Half the water I use to take a shower is to warm up the water to take my shower. So why not use some of that money you're collecting and help people get the instant hot water heaters so that half the water doesn't just run down and I realize it goes back but it's still recycled and it's still used and we're still charged for it. But I'd have a much less water bill if I didn't have to heat up all my water every time I want to wash my hands or take a shower. So I just think that could be a good suggestion. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker, please. Yes, uh, good morning, Commissioner slash board members, I guess, in this uh, setting. My name is Chris Stevens. I live at 4105 Del Monte Avenue in Las Vegas with my wife. Uh, this uh, issue, and you know, I know many of you, I, I wanna, I, all I've been thinking about lately is in the 70s. My father owned a very successful large consulting company that was helping the federal government with this great idea of deregulation because, but the thought was, well, yes, we need utilities for people, but we should deregulate them so they operate a little bit more like a business. But boy, if we do that and we grant them a monopoly, then we better put some protection in between because otherwise, and if they become a regular for-profit um, and yet they have a monopoly, we know what will happen there. So, um, I was thinking back, I was a little kid sitting in meetings with my father and I'd talk to him in the car a lot of times about what the effects of deregulation were. And I guess my point in this is I'm pleading with you because you, are, as the board members, are the only people that we have to protect the regular citizens from a giant monopoly that has obviously grown incredibly because it was forced to but a monopoly that was based on solely one thing, providing safe water to the community at a reasonable price. That's it. Not make a whole bunch of money on it, not do a whole lot of other things. Whatever that water costs that's reasonable, they should be giving it back to, or not be charging it and putting it into funds. And, you know, I haven't looked at all of the advertising funds, but I happen to see so many of them on TV. Anyway, getting down to this has affected me personally and my wife in a huge way because we bought an older house that has a large lot because we have three dogs and that is what we love. We do not have much grass. In fact, over it's an acre lot, but over half of it is hardscape and then half of that is the house. We do have probably 60 trees that are in various levels of maturity. It's, you do not know the pain of having 38 water systems with drip lines and how often those go out. I'm walking the house, you know, the lot almost every day just to, to check things, but we love that. But to have our water bill go up by over $3,000 a month during the summer when we were not expecting it whatsoever was beyond us. We've already been taking care 
To, I mean, we did find one leak, so you know, we'll see where this goes. But I have personally been called by two other elderly people that are very good friends. You would know them, and they are retired. They are on fixed incomes, and their houses, they're crying, saying, I'm going to have to sell my house at a loss because my water bill is now 4000 a month on a half-acre lot. Or and I don't have the money to spend millions to redo my entire backyard. Thank you, so sir. Of, thank, thank you. And you can give them my, number, my office number is 455-3504, and they can call me directly. Okay. Good morning. Good morning, Honorable Commissioners. Alex Kleitman here, 836 Santa Ynez, Henderson, Nevada. Today, I'm representing uh, Rural Community Mission Paradise Rural Alliance, uh, roughly 800 homes on the outskirts of Henderson. And I'm also a Vice President with Water Fairness Coalition. We are the folks that are demanding that you rescind excessive water fees and start a real conversation with the community regarding the community needs. But before I proceed, I want to thank uh, you guys for doing this hard work. It's really hard work, and uh, we really appreciate it. Especially, I want to thank Commissioner Kirkpatrick for your magnificent memo on uh, AB 213 that allowed us to keep words, preserve and protect as we go forward into the 21st century. I also want to thank Commissioner Gibson for his tremendous work 40 years in our community, uh, specifically, specifically looking after Mission Paradise, Rural Alliance, and our corner of uh, Rural Paradise uh, to make sure that it's working the way you designed it when you were a mayor of Henderson. Um, to the mission at hand, um, we would like for you to uh, stop these excessive fees and start a dialogue with the community. Uh, we're starting into our uh, second wave of uh, water rates during the summertime, and the, the conversations are definitely not getting any pleasant. Um, I also want to uh, urge uh, Commissioner Knapp and uh, spearhead, uh, spearhead the delegation to reach out to Honorable Michelle Romero and the council folks. Today is the day that the city council is voting on raising residential water rates for city of Henderson. And I would like for you to reach out to them and ask them to pose, uh, pause item uh, 34 before we sell it out, uh, settle out this mess that we have in Las Vegas. Um, I like to uh, wish you guys a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and uh, let's get together and start a real dialogue with the community. I hope you are uh, listening and paying attention as we proceed into 2024. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, Commissioners. Laura McSwain, 2727 Ashby, uh, representing the Water Fairness Coalition. So the very first water board meeting that I went to was in May, that's eight months ago. Um, and believe it or not, even after all of the different comments that I've brought forth, uh, I gave you all the benefit of the doubt, thinking that they po you possibly could not understand what the impacts of some of these things are, and if people came forward, that maybe some ideas would be thought, rethought. And the reason why I, would, I usually give people the benefit of the doubt is that I've been in business for 30 years, and I've had all kinds of challenges uh, during the course of those years, and I've oftentimes had to approach uh, professionals, lawyers, accountants, people that have expertise in how to navigate. 
And I cannot tell you the number of times that I was proposed with unacceptable options. If you don't do this, you don't get that. And I had to find a third way. There's always a third way. And I've been, all the investigating that I've been doing for the last eight months and the education I've been giving myself to understand not only the political aspects of this and looking at documents that I've received through records requests, I don't find any evidence that any consideration was given to the consequences of these from an environmental standpoint, from a, how this was gonna be handled within the community. The only document that I have discovered where there was some kind of a, a study done, the, con, the, the only con was the, the potential political pushback from those impacted, us those impacted, and those who can't be here because nine o'clock is a very challenging time for people who work for a living. You've already listened to everybody that's come forward with the environmental concerns. Those have been ignored. Uh, traditional development standards have been addressed. Those have been ignored. Property rights. You have sworn an oath to protect property rights by protecting the Constitution. If you make it unaffordable for people to live on their homes through utility bills and what have you, or egregious policies that force people to let things die, now you have eroded those rights. You've done it on the, from the fringe, from the edges. So I'm asking, I, I, the last meeting I asked for a reset, and I'm really praying that you guys are, if you're doing this behind the scenes, great. I'd like to see something on an agenda where this is addressed more fully, more broadly, so that people know that they can show up and know that this is going to be discussed by you and not just taking our comments and doing with them what you will. Thank you for your time and attention. Thank you. Next speaker, please. I'm Dennis Maservi at 2718 Mason Avenue. My wife spoke a little earlier. Um, I just have several uh, concerns. One, one, just so you're aware, I'm taking off work and I know there would be a lot more people here if we had an evening opportunity for when people are not all working to, to discuss these things. But I, I have several concerns. One, you know, I grew up where we didn't seem to think there was uh, a bigger issue uh, with having to pay a lot out for water and then also everything's a lot of large cost and it's really affecting a lot of people. Um, I'm a CPA and I see that in my business uh, with a lot of clients, but what I um, am concerned about is not only are we charging all these fees, but what are we getting from that? We hear that people are raising their, um, you know, raising the salaries of water district, but we're not hearing what are we doing with that money. If we're going to have these fees, we should definitely be looking for new sources of water, because that's a concern, and we should be able to tell us what's being gone, happening in that area in a much greater manner. I, I don't like the idea that certain parts of the county are being taxed with these excess fees over other, like North Las Vegas or Henderson and all that. I think it should be fair, but why in the world do we need to keep raising all these things when we, we don't necessarily need the money as much as the education, and we need to get new water resources? My thoughts are that let's at least know what those resources are and what we're doing about that, because I think their water district is very delinquent if they think that they can just 
make a bunch of fees, raise the rates for themselves and others, and yet not have any new sources. And we need to uh, think about that if we want to have a, a productive environment, as well as all these new um, growth areas. That's great, but at some point, you know, are we are we finding the casinos? How how much do we need to have before we decide that you know certain people get the rights and others don't? We we've been long-term citizens, and we would like to know that we can live in peace and not have to worry about our future financially. And uh, we also would love to make sure that we have these water rights, and so we're grateful for that. But anyhow, those are some of my comments. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Next speaker, please. Hi, my name is Stephanie Heaton Stephan. I live at 2021 Grouse Street, 89134. I'm very grateful for this forum to be able to come and speak today. Thank you so much for listening to us. Um, I find myself waking up multiple nights, um, three in the morning now, just and I realize I'm addressing you in my dreams, <laughs> a la uh, Jimmy Stewart and uh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington or something, trying to, <laughs> to please uh, make you uh, understand our concerns. I know many more people would be here today if it wasn't so, such a difficult time. And so I represent not only my, my five generations of family members that uh, have lived in this valley, but also many others too. Um, first and foremost, water use tiers should be graduated based on lot size. The existing algorithm is too simplistic. What if we applied the same logic to the hotel corridor? The Motel 6 is allotted the same water threshold as the MGM Grand. In fact, I wish you would apply the same water tier algorithm we are now living under valley-wide, including businesses and the hotel corridor for one month next summer. If you did, the outcry would make the noise in Allegiant Stadium sound like a whisper in comparison. Even a child could see the unfairness in giving one cookie to a group of two and one cookie to a group of 12. Another thing that keeps me up at night is the disingenuous designations of those with larger properties as water wasters. Maybe they are and maybe they are not. You simply can't tell based on water use without taking into consideration the size of the property. The guy in the condo down the street could be a bigger water waster than my neighbors with a large property who are catching all their shower water in buckets to flush their toilets because of $1,300 water bills last summer. That's a true story. Because of this water mandate, many people are having to decide whether it is feasible to try to keep their mature trees and other landscaping alive at all. I recently drove from Red Rock to Sunrise Mountain, and you can see many dead yards that weren't there before. Mature landscaping is a huge part of the value of our properties and our quality of life. And many people's life savings lies in their equity in their property. It's not just the huge water bills we are worried about. It's the taking of the value of the investment in our land. It's the encumbrance placed on selling or renting our property when a potential buyer sees the bills. Finally, I'd like to address the $100 incentive to plant trees. That presupposes that trees are valuable. Let's just make it possible to keep the trees we have. We laughed when we heard about the tree planting incentive. Our friends planted several trees and watered to establish them as directed, and their water bill was over $900. That's like paying someone $100 to have a kid, right? There are future costs involved, right? Water District spends so much on marketing, but the best marketing is equity and the best marketing is fairness. And you 
are our check and balance, the only one we have in this instance. Thank you so much. Thank you. And you, is there anyone else besides this gentleman that's up here that would like to speak? Okay, after you, sir, I'm gonna go ahead and close the public hearing so you'll be my last speaker. Thank you. My name is Ed McSwain. Uh, my address is 2222 West Cheyenne Avenue, North Las Vegas, 89032. Um, first, I'd like to uh, ask you, Ms. Kirkpatrick, Mr. Ross has been uh, thing, uh, banging his phone for the last three people, that's about nine minutes, not paying attention to us. We deserve his attention. Okay, Sir, so as the chair, I am paying attention to you, so you're good to go, so. He's our representative, he should uh, pay attention uh, okay. to us, ma'am. Well, you can call his office and take that up with him, but for right well, now, I'm taking, I am listening to you. I can take it up with I him right now, but you said that we address everything to you. That's correct, please. Okay, so I've addressed it to you, please do something about it. Okay, Thank go you. ahead. Um, the, uh, the, the good doctor got up here and said uh, that these um, commercials are misrepresenting, and they are. There's a, a commercial out there that says that the water that, does, uh, that goes down the drain, or not the drain, I'm sorry, the, the gutter and the storm drain system is, not, is only used once. Let's use it twice. Look at, uh, there's a Walmart and a Lowe's on the corner of Decatur and Charleston. Huge, huge parking lot up there. All that water from a rain comes off the roofs, comes off the asphalt, goes down the street, goes into the storm drain, goes straight out to the lake. There it sits, a lot of, not, some of it gets evaporated. Why don't we put that underground? So we could take, and inside those parking lots, we could build underground cisterns. They do it all over Arizona, Tucson, Phoenix, the whole Phoenix area. That water then goes off of the roofs, off of the, the parking lot. It doesn't leave the property. It keeps our roads a bit safer because it's all staying there. Then it goes down there and it seeps leaches back down into our aquifer. It doesn't get uh, evaporated because there's no wind or heat causing it to evaporate. We can recycle that. Why we don't, I don't know. So that's what I have to say, thank you. Thank you. So that is um, the end of our public comment. So we'll go ahead and close public comment and I'll, um, does that complete our agenda, Mr. Ensminger? It does. Okay, that completes our agenda. So we are adjourned. Uh, happy holidays to all, and the uh, county commission meeting will start in about five minutes. Thank you.